back then they knocked on Now they all just act on Now I'm hot, they all on Put a lot of Snapchats on I ain't got no Snapchat home I think it's too personal That's what I got Twitter for Instagram, I'm back, yo Back then they knocked on Now they all just act on Now I'm hot, they all on Put a lot of Snapchats on I ain't got no Snapchat home I think it's too personal That's what I got Twitter for Instagram, I'm back, yo Like flex on you haters Hi haters This is my world, so it's all in my favor Yer, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the It's Case podcast. Can I get a year? Yer. It's your boy, Salvin, aka Sal. We got Kanal on the mic. What's up, everyone? In case you guys didn't notice, we officially have our It's Case mask available. They're made out of cloth, reusable, washable, with the sleek design of our gold logo. Yes, sir. So, fancy football is upon us. Your drafts must be coming up. So, you know, let's talk a little about that today. In today's draft, we're going to lead with the top players at each position, followed by our breakout players, our sleepers, and players to avoid. So, you know, we got to do our draft. So let's go over the rules for the audience. We each will pick one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, and a flex. So let's get it going. What side are you picking? Give me Tails. Hey, Siri. Flip a coin. Tails. All right, Tails is Tails. Told you, Tails never fails. <laughs> All, right. All right. So with my first pick in this year's fantasy football draft, give me Christian McCaffrey. All right. You already know who I'm going to take with my pick. Mr. Saquon himself. Saquon Barkley. A solid pick. Now give me Michael Thomas. That's a good pick. With my wide receiver position, I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. That's solid. With my flex position, give me Dalvin Cook. Ooh, solid pick, solid pick. With my flex position, I'm staying in the NFC East. Give me Zeke Elliott. That's solid. With my tight end pick, I want George Kittle. (laughs) You know, highest paid tight end in the league. With my tight end pick, I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Solid. With my quarterback pick, you know, I got to go with the GOAT. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Wait, did you mean GOAT like Tom Brady? Or what are you talking about? Oh, he's going to pass him in rings in a couple of years. Is that your official take? Yes, sir. With my quarterback position, I'm going with Big Trust. Woo, woo, woo. Lamar Jackson. So let's round out our teams. With the quarterback position, I got Patrick Mahomes. My running back position, I got Christian McCaffrey. My wide receiver position, I got Michael Thomas. With my tight end possession position, I got George Kittle. With my flex position, I got Dalvin Cook. With my quarterback position, I got Lamar Jackson. With my running back position, I got Saquon Barkley. With my wide receiver, I got DeAndre Hopkins. With my tight end, I got Travis Kelsey. With my flex position, I got Zeke Elliott. Okay, so these are solid players, and we can't even argue which team will, which team will win because we both got top 10 players in the league. So now we're going to let our comment section in Instagram and YouTube decide who has the better team. All right, guys, that wraps up our top 10 players for the fantasy football draft. There's really no wrong choice, especially within the first and second rounds with who you're going to pick. It's pretty much who is the best player that you have available. Now we're going to go into our top breakout candidates for the 2020 year. These players have a lot of upside and are due for a huge trend upwards in the fantasy football season. 
So we're bringing in our expert and guru, Kunal Vajani, for fantasy football. What do you got to say? Oh, man, that's, that's, that's a great intro, but you got to keep me humble, man. It's too much. You know, I've, done, I've, I've been doing fantasy football for a while now, and I think I know what I'm talking about. So I just want to pass on my knowledge to people in the audience. How many fantasy football seasons have you won? So I believe I've been doing this for eight years now, and I think every year I won at least one league. <laughs> I do two or three leagues every year, and I win at least one every year. All right, Mr. at least other league. <laughs> so you know, you know, I don't want to be an expert or anything because you know, if I if I pick these players poorly, it's all going to come back to me. But I consider myself knowledgeable in this, and I'd like to pass on my knowledge, and you know, just go from there. All right, let's get into our breakout candidates. These are going to be guys at the wide receiver position. Pretty much, who you think is going to be the Chris Godwin of this year? Okay, so Chris Godwin, not many people saw him coming last year. He was exactly. he just came out of nowhere. And this year, there's a few players like that that I like, and one of them is Calvin Ridley. So Calvin Ridley, second wide receiver to Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much is going to take over the touches and targets for Mohamed Sanu. Exactly. So last year, Mohamed Sanu left midseason and got traded to the Patriots. And from there onwards, like Calvin, Ridley, Calvin Ridley's been trending upwards every season he's been in the league. And I think this season might be the year where he might reach his peak and could be a wide receiver one. If not, definitely a high wide receiver two. And with the additions they've added with Todd, Todd Gurley, it opens up the field a lot more with, for them. Do you think the addition of Todd Gurley will take away from his targets and receptions? I think it doesn't one better. I think it opens up the field for him because now people are going to be worried about because you're already doubling Julio Jones. Yeah, for so sure. So he's been getting his touches. And now that they have a solid running back, that can actually run for 100 yards per game or whatever, and even a play-action option. It opens up so much for him. The Fal- and Matt Ryan loves to pass. That is true, but the Falcons' offense had a really slow start last year. Julio Jones didn't get a touchdown until mid-late season, so what do you think about that? But Calvin really was getting his touchdowns. Yeah. So I, think, I think that's part of it, too. So Matt Ryan already has the chemistry with them. And just better offensive coordinating, better play calls, and I think his te- that team has a lot of weapons. And they, they're only going upwards from now. Who else you got for your breakout candidates? I really like DK Metcalf, too. So oh, yeah. last year, his rookie year, he had 900 yards on 58 receptions. And I think that wasn't even enough. And I think you really saw him kind of get into his own and mature in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's such an athletic freak. Like, he could do so many things for that offense. He could, Russell Wilson just has to throw it up to him, and he got it. I think you got a daily dose of that when they faced off against the Eagles in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, bro. Twice. <laughs> in the regular season and then in the playoffs too. So I've seen the potential he has. He could be a wide receiver one for that team. And the Seahawks don't run it as much. They, they run it a lot more than they pass it. That's just how their team is. And it's how it's, how it's been in the last couple of years. But, but he always has that one or two guys that he likes throwing to. So Tyler Lockett's one of them. And now I think DK Metcalf could take that role too. Exactly. And wide receivers usually, do they trend upwards, really like a really big, tremendous improvement in their second season? Yeah, yeah, they do. It's just like quarterbacks, like quarterbacks in their rookie. Exactly. And then here, it's just a huge improvement. Because you learn, because right now he's probably just doing one. He, last year, he's probably just running one play, one position. And now you learn the X and the Y and like the slot. You can do so much with the receiver. And with him, like he could run, he could just get up there and catch it. Like he's, he's a freak of an athlete. So you could do a lot with him. I agree. What do you think about players drafting like AJ Green, someone who has first round potential but has an injury history? 
Mm-hmm. So last year, I drafted AJ Green in one of my leagues because it went from he's only going to be out for a couple of weeks to another few weeks, and then they just shut him down. So with the rest he got last year and with the better quarterback this year with uh, Joe Burrow, I think AJ Green will be the security blanket for him, and he should be getting a lot of touches. I'm really high on AJ Green this year. I, w- I would attach my name to him. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh, their their offense is going to be dynamic. They're going to have that one-two connection. Exactly, and Joe Mixon's been trending upwards too, and he's a he's a solid running back. And with that, with AJ Green being the only receiver on that team, I think it just it's it's a good fit. Exactly. Another player I like is Marquise Hollywood Brown with the Ravens mm-hmm. and Lamar Jackson. You know. Exactly. That offense is explosive. So he's he's your deep threat the only thing for me is with like deep threats like a Deshaun Jackson or Marcus Brown Marquise Brown is you gotta be it's like some days they'll give you like over 20 points some days they only give you like five points I think Lamar's been like he's not a winner he doesn't win in the playoffs so I think he's Mm -hmm. on passing exactly rushing and running the ball so that's why I say Marquise Hollywood Brown is a really good pick especially as a breakout candidate yeah, I think – and he had injuries last year too. So, exactly. with a healthy offseason, I think he, he should be a solid pick. Just – just got to be like – you got to like fit. Like, like if you – if that's your preference, if you like deep threats like that, that's that's a go-to. That's like number one. Exactly. Now let's get into running backs. Who's a breakout running back candidate for you? So, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I like him a lot with – with that number one offense with Patrick Mahomes, with all those weapons they have, I think he's going to strive. You know what Andy Reid said? Better than Russell, better than Brian Westbrook. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a playoffs, NBA playoffs, and fantasy football at the same time. I'm not used to, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. And <laughs> he said he wanted him with his first round pick for the Chiefs. Exactly. Because, you know, and Mahomes hasn't had a number one running back. Like they've, been, like, they've been having a running back committee for a while now. What about Kareem Hunt? Yeah, but then he he barely played because then he got suspended. True. So like it's it's been on up and down for them, and then they went to the running back with committee. So I think like now like he's gonna he's gonna take the role that Kareem Hunt initially had. Exactly, and if he plays to his potential, the sky's mm-hmm. Chiefs, and especially for his fantasy usage. And another big thing is Andy Reid doesn't draft running backs in the first round. The last one he drafted was Brian Westbrook, and he had a great career with the Eagles. So you got to take that into account. And with um, Damian Williams opting out of the season, he has the keys to the car. Exactly. And now, coming Mah- back, yeah. And Mahomes loves to throw the ball. So when they, like, they throw the ball so much, if they have the option to run it, and Mahomes knows if he could run the ball, that opens up the field even more. Exactly. Another running back I had my eyes on was Kenyon Drake, especially after they lost David Johnson. What do you think? So last year he was doing really good with with them with the Cardinals. He was having a really good season, and I think that should continue for them and him. Do you think he has a breakout candidate potential? I think he was on a breakout year last year, right? Like once he got traded from the Dolphins, he was he was just unstoppable with the Cardinals. Whoever had whoever picked him up late in the league had a, had a great pickup. And he he does really well on goal line touches. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. And he like he had a really good season last year, and I think that should continue. Especially with DeAndre Hopkins being there now too, like I, the like with breakout candidates, like I think we're seeing a trend. Like you gotta have weapons around your team that opens up the field for that player, and that's like because like 
after a good season last year, people tend to focus on those guys. Exactly. So now when you add another weapon, you can't fully focus on these guys and it opens up the field for them. Mm-hmm. A running back I like is Devin Singletary because last year he was trending upwards and he was having a really good season. And I think with Frank Gore gone, he should continue with that success because last year he didn't get as many goal line touches, but he was getting the yards. But with Frank Gore gone, he gets those goal line touches now. I agree. Frank Gore would get the goal line touches and get those touchdown points. But mm-hmm. Devin Singletary will have a poised 2020 season. And especially since they also got um, uh, Stefan Diggs. That- Stefan Diggs, exactly. Because they've been a grit and grind team, like just running it, run it, run it. And now, you know, he got Stefan Diggs, who's a great receiver, with the Josh Allen, who's not as accurate, but has a great arm. Exactly. We were just talking about the Chiefs, but what do you think about Kareem Hunt now? I don't know. They have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So last year, Nick Chubb got the favor of the load because he played all 16 games. And this year, I don't know how they're going to do it because the, the Browns have so many weapons. Like, it's crazy. They have Odell, um, Jarvis Landry, these two running backs. Like, they have so much going on. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know who's going to get majority of the touches. You just have to be careful who you take because – Either one of them, either one of them's gonna have a breakout season. It's just who gets in the stride earlier. All right, another question I have for you. I know quarterbacks don't have as much importance in fantasy football, but who has to mm-hmm. be like a Lamar Jackson for last year? So me personally, like I don't like taking quarterbacks till very late because you could go with like you don't need a Mahomes or a Lamar to win a league. You just need a mediocre guy who like mediocre tier wise tier wise like he doesn't have to be like a great quarterback but he has to be able to throw the ball a lot and get a lot of yards so this year i like two quarterbacks i like drew lock and i like your guy daniel jones danny dimes let's go hate to say it but you know he's, he's a good fantasy quarterback he should be a good fantasy quarterback this year why is he a good fantasy quarterback because the giants should have a healthy team and they have a lot of young weapons they have saquon running back right but for why mm-hmm. And tight ends are kind of loaded. They have Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, and they also have Emin Ingram. So, I mean, those are solid weapons for a young quarterback. Yeah. And he's going to gain that confidence and um, maturity for his second year. And and last year, he had a great season last year. Besides the fumble problems he had, hopefully he fixes that this year. But he had a great season last year other than that. And other than so, that, he also has the ability to run with the ball and score touchdowns. Exactly, and, and that counts as more points. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, with Drew Locke, same thing with Drew Locke, like second year. And with the weapons, they they just keep adding weapons for this guy. Yeah. With um, Jerry Judy, um, uh, Cortland Sutton, and now uh, they like they're they're and Melvin Gordon as well. Exactly. So they're they're taking a direction. They're taking a step in the right direction. They just keep adding weapons around this young guy, I just like for the just Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. Another solid sophomore season. He has a lot of good weapons, and um, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, if my advice to you, if you don't get a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, a Russell Wilson, just hang in there. Make sure you solidify your other core and then just add one of these guys later in the draft and you, you'll be solid. All right, let's get into our tight ends now. Who's going to be Mark Andrews for this year? So, Mark Andrews had a great season last year. He was a steal for whoever took him. And I don't know if you remember it, but we were doing a draft at one of our friends' house and I took Mark Andrews. And what did you say to me? Hated on me. I did. Yes, you did. You <laughs> hated on me. You roasted me, and I told. And look what happened. I won that league. But besides, besides that, 
So this year, there's two guys I like. One is TJ Hawkinson, who had a pretty good season last year on the Lions, but had a few injuries he dealt with. So, like, you got, you got to consider, like, how much he played. He had a great season when he played. Another thing is Stafford's really consistent, and after that injury he had, he should be really determined to come back to the field with a bang. Exactly. So, with TJ Hawkinson, he only played five games last year, and of the five, he, he, he had two games with over 50 yards. So, I think that you got to take that into consideration. And, and in one of the games where he didn't get 60 yards, he had six touches. So that's six points right there. And tight ends, if you don't get one of the three, you're out of luck. But you need the top three guys with the George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Zachary. So those are the top two, top three. And after that, it just falls off a lot. Exactly. And then my next guy, he's – I could you call him a breakout season or a sleeper. It's Chris, Chris Herden on the Jets. Last year, he had an injury. The year before that, he had an injury. He got drafted in the fourth round by the Jets. And – the Jets don't have a solid tight end. Like, they never have had a top guy. So, I think he could come in. And they've been trying to get him in, but he just hasn't been in. Yeah. And this year, if he gets the opportunity to play, he might shine. Another thing with tight ends is drafting rookie tight ends is really usually. Because rookie tight ends aren't going to get the touches and reps to have that chemistry with their quarterback for fantasy football points. Exactly. But last year, even Dylan Whaler uh, on the Raiders, he had a great season last year along with Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. So, like, you just need to, like, it's hard with tight ends. Tight ends are, like, I think the hardest position to analyze because if you don't have a top three guy, you just have to just have to navigate. And you can't reach on any of these guys because if you don't have the top three, like, it's hard. It's hard with tight ends. But you just got, like, I think these guys are guys you could trust. But there's also those um, Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry. Like, these guys, mid-tier guys that are solid as well. Howard. Mm-hmm, exactly. OJ Howard. But OJ Howard's iffy because now they got Gronk. Yeah. So what do you think about Gronk? <sighs> Gotta be careful. I wouldn't I probably wouldn't draft him personally. I'm staying away from that because Brady loves throwing at tight ends, but Bruce Arians doesn't run his offense around tight ends. And like OJ Howard, even in his career, he's had good games, but he hasn't been that star that everyone thought he was gonna be from Alabama. So I'm I'm avoiding Gronk. I don't know. Not my, not my cup of tea. He's not going to be the same Gronk as three years ago. When That's also another thing. Of Tom Brady's offense. So we need to keep that in consideration. And he hasn't played in over three years as well. So. Exactly. He's been partying for three years, man. <laughs> he says he doesn't even drink beer. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's, in, that's in his meal, bro. Lunch, lunch breakfast, dinner. You got, you got to have that can. <laughs> All right, so let's get into some fantasy football sleepers, players that you would take in the last few rounds of the draft. Okay. So two running backs, rookies, that I like this year that I would potentially take in the last couple rounds. One is Jonathan Taylor. Mm -hmm. The other is Antonio Gibson. So why Antonio Gibson? Is it because Darius Geis? Yeah, so Darius Geis is out, and all the the buzz around the Redskins, the Washington football team <laughs> is that he's been looking really good at playing with all the starters. And, and, you know, that's a big reason. And you don't know who's going to be running back for that team, but it's a good guess to get one of these guys late in the round. It doesn't hurt you. And you could always wait. You could always drop them. That's true. And, you know, I just got to mention that it really took long, long and hard for them to come up with <laughs> football team. Huh? He did like hard meetings and conference calls. <laughs> It's it's a lot like the Los Angeles Chargers, where we still say San Diego Chargers. 
<laughs> but yeah, they got to come up with a name soon, man, because I can't be calling the Washington football team. We play them two times a t- two times a year. You play them two times a year. You know, it's going to get annoying. Yeah, yeah, easy. <laughs> yo, that quarterback, yo, on the Washington football team kind of looks. Oh, oh, man. Wait, but I got to give a shout out to Alex Smith. Healthy and playing again. Hopefully, he ends up getting a starting job and yeah, out. Oh, Smith, yeah, that was a great story. On the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now tell me about Jonathan Taylor. Okay, same thing with Jonathan Taylor. He was taking a round before and, and Antonio Gibson. He was taking the second round. And they already have Marlon Mack. But last year, we saw a lot that they would split touches with him and Naheem Hines. But I think he... Jonathan Taylor takes the second t- second spot easily. And a lot of buzz, same thing, a lot of buzz around him being a lot better than a rookie. And there's a lot of hype around him. So we could see him getting a few end zone touches. So why not take it? Take, it's a high risk, high reward. It's a low risk, high reward situation. You take him with your last pick, it doesn't hurt you. But if he does turn out to play a lot more touches than you expect him to, you know, can win you in the league. You have nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Another guy, like he's a sleeper but you won't get him in the last round, is Michael Gallup. I like him a lot, and he has a lot of upside with that team because right now everyone's – they have so many weapons. Right, right now they have number one receiver is Cooper. Mari Cooper. Uh, Zeke is going number one because he's the number one running back. And then you have uh, – CeeDee Lamb. I don't, I don't even want to talk about him because, you know, with the Eagles and all that happened, I don't even want to talk about him. They don't even need him. But, get out of here. Pause. <laughs> okay. But they have Michael Gallup as a third receiver. And last year, he had a really good season last year, like fantasy-wise. Like, he had a lot of touches. He didn't have as many touchdowns, but he got a lot of yards last year. So I think that should – yards might fall down a little, but end zone touches – because he's a big guy. So end zone touches might continue to grow. So if you can get him late, I think it's not a bad option. And he, he, he's more solid of an option when he plays through the slot. Exactly. And now that's what he's going to do. Exactly. So I think that's a solid, like that's a solid pick. You won't get him in the last round for sure, unless your league is stupid or like I don't know what. But like if you get him in the last round, that's a steal. Exactly. But like if you get him in the later rounds, like like I'd take him over a lot of receivers. So I think you should consider him because he's a solid he's a solid option. What do you think about Jalen Rager? I think he's a solid option too. But say like because that team like they've been they've been so injured and like Carson Wentz has been talking about him. He called him a, a like a a Julio Jones type receiver. He didn't call him Julio Jones, but he said he's Julio. Up the cap. He said he has Julio Jones type potential. So he likes him. He's been throwing to him a lot in the uh, training camp. So it's a solid pick. It's a good guy to look at, especially last year when Miles Sanders, like he was like the sleeper for like sleeper for last year, and he had a great season. And he has like the only thing with Carson Wentz and Eagles receiver is he tends to look at tight ends a lot. So if you could get a like a Zachers, you don't need a Jalen Rager. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a good option to look at the Giants receivers is due for a really big breakout season mm-hmm. they have good guys too I like Slayton I think Slayton's a solid option especially because him and Daniel Jones have a great chemistry and with all those injuries last year he was his only option he he threw to him and he actually shined for them last year I think Darius Slayton he, you won't get him in the final round you, you, mm-hmm. you definitely won't but um, he's a really good option as a sleeper slash breakout candidate because exactly because you know Jones because they both were rookies last year and mm-hmm. limit for him because he's a speed exactly star. and 
the thing with the Giants is a lot of people are going to be high on Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate. So uh, Slayton might slip under the radar, radar and you, can, you might be getting him later in the round. So I think that's a good pick if you could get him. Exactly. Okay, so now let's get into our caution list. Players, you, you got to be careful of. You gotta, you're going in with their own risk. Buyer beware. You know, it's hard to know who's going to have injuries and who's going to do well on this season. But, you know, it's like a perfect example is Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. He threw people off last year. He retired when he played, he played and just said peace. <laughs> yeah, he just left out of nowhere. If you drafted him, man, messed up your whole thing. Exactly. Things like that are uncontrollable, but we're going to try to give you who we think we should avoid during fantasy football. Exactly. The big one, major one, is Rob Gronkowski, obviously coming off of three years of not playing football and then try to transition after, especially with no fans. I feel like he's a court, uh, tight end who thrives off fans. Exactly. And another thing with that, like everyone's gassing up wrong. Everyone's like, oh, Brady got his best friend back. Madden has his rating super high. So there's a lot of high expectations, and I'm sure people are going to take him as a third tight end in the draft. And he, like I said before, he's a guy who parties. He gets hyped. Like I think, I think the fan adjustment thing will affect his play. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I think you just got to be careful with him. Just don't take him too high. If you don't have an option, go with him. But like, be careful. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we're trending this whole thing. That's how the caution list is going to be. Be careful, and it's at your own risk. Another guy you got to be careful of is Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette on the Jaguars. I feel like he never had that really solid fantasy football season that we know he's capable or his talent is capable of. Exactly. Every year we see him having a good game or two and then he just falls off or he gets hurt. Exactly. The major risk with Leonard Fournette is injuries. Chris Ivory took it last year and it's just back and forth. And the biggest thing this year is he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. He doesn't want to be with the Jaguars. So that's another risk. He, he wants to leave just like Jalen Ramsey left. Exactly. <laughs> Next guy, you know, I'm going to get a lot of hate on this because I kind of gassed him up earlier. But, like, um, you can't be careful with this guy, Todd Gurley. I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. I feel like Todd Gurley's going to have a chip on his shoulder, especially mm-hmm. after the Rams just, you know, dealt him. No, no, I, I, think, I think he'll have a good season. But just don't expect anything too crazy, you know, because two years ago, he was a number one, uh, number one player in fantasy football. But last year, everyone who drafted him so high got so disappointed. Exactly. I think third round, maybe you'll probably get him third round. But, uh, like, just be, you just got to be careful with him because, you know, his knees are banged up and he's going to a brand new team in a season where we have not a, we don't have a proper offseason. So you just got to be careful with him. I think he'll have a decent season. But I wouldn't take him too high. And I like, if I could take another guy with a little more upside, I'd probably consider taking him. Mm-hmm. Another player is Odell Beckham Jr. What do you think about him? He's another question mark. Like last year, he disappointed a lot of player people that drafted him. But I think with another year with Baker, I think he might do a little better than last year. And I, I wouldn't mind drafting him at the right pick. I would definitely draft him. I think he's a player that you can draft in the third, fourth rounds mm-hmm. and he'll have the potential to have that wide receiver one or first round fantasy points yeah. he definitely has a lot of upside and we've seen that like all these years like when he when he pops off he pops off mm-hmm. the only thing with up fantasy wide receiver so 
Yeah, the only thing with Odell is his injury history, and if he doesn't want to, if it's his attitude, if he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to play his heart out. It's also the way the Browns' offense was like coordinated. Like exactly. he did when we knew he's the best wide receiver and talent on that team. Mm-hmm. Last year it was just all all over the place. Exactly. Another another like I'm not like a set of group I'd avoid is the Rams or Buccaneers running backs. You don't know what's going on with that team. Like you don't know who's gonna get the number one job, and you don't want a running back that splits carries on your fantasy team. As especially like maybe a flex team, like depending on the matchup. But you don't want to you don't want a committee on your running on your uh, starting lineup because you just don't know. Like that, and like in the past, I've always avoided Patriots running backs because you don't know if it's gonna be Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, or James White. So I think that this year that's a Rams and Bucks team. But didn't you say that you had James White in your fantasy team? I did have him, but I had no option. Like, I had to take him with the draft. And in PPR League, like, James White gets a lot of catches. That's the only reason I took him. But, like, I like to avoid Patriots running backs. And same thing with the Rams and Bucks this year. You don't know who's going to start get the starting job. Like, with the Bucks, they just picked up LeSean McCoy. So, he's going to get a few touches. They have Ronald Jones. So, it's a lot going on. And Rams, we just honestly don't know. Last year, there was, like, three guys running the ball. And then they just drafted Cam Akers. Okay, time to wrap up this episode, but we want to give you our strategy when we draft. So let's start off. Number one, make sure you load up on running backs, please. Second rule is to don't reach on quarterbacks. You can go off without getting the top-tier quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, and you can wait till a later round and get like an average starting quarterback that gets a mm-hmm. lot. Just get a Kirk Cousins, and I think you'll be good. Number three, wait on tight end if you can't get the top three. If you can't get a Zach Ertz, a George Kittle, or a Travis Kelsey, just just wait. You don't have to reach. Just wait. Just keep loading up on receivers, running backs, and just wait on tight end. Number four is know who you're playing with. For example, Kunal's an Eagles fan. I know he might want to get Zach Ertz. He might want to get Carson Wentz, things like that. Also mm-hmm. know if you've been in a league for a certain amount of years, Know who the other opponent's guys are, quote-unquote guys, because you know like they pick the same kind of person every year. For example, they might pick Amari Cooper every year, something like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. Number five, don't pick a defense till the very end because they all average about the same points, unless you had the Patriots defense last year. But <laughs> two, to 30, 2 to 20 are about the same. You will be okay. Number six, kickers are irrelevant. <laughs> Relevant. All the kickers are going to produce the same amount of fantasy points, no matter if they're on the waiver wire or they're the number one kicker. So just mm-hmm. irrelevant. Number seven, no self-respecting man should auto-draft. You the real MVP. 